Before we jump into the show today, I wanted to invite you to join me inside of a live masterclass I'm hosting next week. It's totally free, and if it feels expansive for you to be there, I really, really would love to see you inside. It's called Coaching with Conviction. You see, I see so many coaches who get triggered when they feel like they aren't able to work with their clients the way they really wish that they could. Coaches who get really uncomfortable when they don't know what to say next or what questions to ask their clients, when they know that something deeper is absolutely going on, keeping them stuck in the same cycle over and over again. And therefore, we get stuck on the surface, right? We, we know how to point to where they need to focus. We can identify that there's something beyond just sticking to the plan or following your advice or eating this or that that needs to be addressed, but we feel unable to guide them through the process of actually working with them there. I mean, I get it. Intangible change is hard. And what's even harder is getting your clients bought into the pieces of their journey that don't necessarily end in weight loss but lead to a much deeper transformation that we can't really prove is happening on the surface. In Coaching with Conviction, you'll feel yourself release your own inner critic and you'll stop worrying if you have enough tools or know-how to truly help your clients on this level, even if you're a new coach. You're gonna learn how to integrate my breakthrough creating formula, okay? You'll learn a new way of speaking and a new way of asking questions that will access an untapped dialogue between you and your client. You'll stop basing your success on the physical results of your clients and you'll feel great about who you are and what you do. Listen, getting your clients fully on board for the deeper work and feeling competent to be the one to guide them through it is simply the fastest way to release the grip you have on their physical results and really lean into what you're truly capable of as a guide for them. This is how you're gonna be able to enter every coaching session feeling grounded and prepared without worrying about what the scale did or how they feel about their progress. So if you wanna join me, the link to save your free seat is down below in the show notes. Make sure you click that and I'll see you inside in a few short days. We'll talk to you soon. Hi, I'm Laura, host of Expand, the podcast for coaches who crave more fulfillment in the work that they do, more meaningful results in the clients they serve, and more confidence to rebel against the traditional boxes our coaching industry has placed us in so we can expand into the bigness of what we're truly capable of. When you're ready, let's jump right in. Our ability to communicate effectively with our clients is the make it or break it link inside of actually having them follow the plans that we give them, listening to the advice we offer them, and teaching them how to communicate with themselves so that they better understand when they're getting stuck, when they're feeling uncomfortable, when things aren't going the way that they expect, they know how to talk through with themselves what's really going on. So communication for a coach is one of the most vital skills that we need to be able to master over our time working with people in order for us to feel truly competent, in order for us to feel truly confident. However, where most coaches focus when we think about developing our skill set 
as communicators is more so inside of what we're saying and less so inside of how we're saying it and the space in which we're saying it. So on this episode, what I really would love to offer you is a new way of approaching your skill set as a communicator so that you can A, release the pressure of needing to say the exact right thing 100% of the time, and B, empower you to recognize the depths in which communication can truly impact the work that you're doing. Communication is so much more about creating a space for your clients to feel as though they can trust you inside of what it is you're delivering to them in that space. So what I mean by that is when your client enters into conversation with you, what is the energy between the two of you initially? When you get on the phone with a client or you're meeting them in person, Are they immediately open or do they come closed off? Do they come to you fully trusting in whatever it is that you're saying to them? Or do they come to you with a bit of distance between what their interpretation of what you're saying is and what it is that you're actually saying? And then how are you guiding them inside of that so that over time we can establish deeper trust and deeper openness faster so we can actually communicate more effectively more often. You see, most often when we're working with our clients, from our perspective, they do trust us. From our perspective, they are open with us. But the evidence we use to support that belief is usually founded on their willingness to dump emotionally onto us or to tell us their deepest, darkest secrets. This doesn't necessarily reflect full trust and this doesn't necessarily reflect full transparency. If they have expressed similar stories, similar frustrations, similar emotional experiences, similar struggles to coaches in the past, you may be getting the same guarded version of what it is they're saying. So just because on the surface it appears as though they're being emotionally open doesn't necessarily mean that they're willing to be vulnerable about what they're saying or really look more intimately at what it is that they're saying. Sometimes when our clients are just very emotional beings and they have a lot going on in their minds and their bodies all of the time, we can interpret their emotional dumping as vulnerability when in fact it's just an unloading. So how do we tell the difference between an emotional dumper and a truly trusting, vulnerable, open dialogue? Okay, an emotional dumper will not be willing to go deeper with you initially. So if someone is coming to you and you ask them, how did you feel about how this week went, right? And they immediately shift into um, like a disempowered state and they start talking about everything that went wrong, everything they wish they could have done that they didn't do, Um, the expectations they had that weren't met. Usually this is indicative of an emotional dumper. Emotional dumpers typically operate in the negative space. That's where their mind automatically goes. It's subconscious, they're programmed to think this way. Um, It's something that we can work with them on, but this is sort of the red flag of an emotional dumper. 
someone who is fully trusting, open, and vulnerable with you will likely be experiencing similar difficult emotions as the emotional dumper, but they will be more willing to investigate why they are experiencing it, and they'll be open to new perspectives that, that will be offered to them by you or through their own introspection. So that conversation will feel different. Right? When you ask that person how their week felt for them or how they felt about what they accomplished that week, they may come to you with the same expectations as your emotional dumper, but they'll be able to witness in themselves the expectation that they're setting onto themselves and how that is perhaps not serving them. So simply by asking a few quick questions at the start, like, okay, you know, let's suppose that XYZ didn't happen. How would that have felt? Or what did you ex need to happen in order to feel successful this week? Or what expectations do you have linked to your feelings of inadequacy or failure or whatever? What expectations did you miss or what expectations did you not fulfill? Did you not meet? Simply by asking a few introspective questions, you can get a sense really quickly. Does this person trust you to have this conversation or are they just dumping on you because you want them to fix what's going on internally? Okay. The second piece to this is recognizing how open they are to receiving. So if we're working with a client who is not open to receiving new perspectives, who is not open to receiving our ability to reflect back to them what it is that they're saying, what it is that's going on, or even on the very surface level, open to receiving advice, open to receiving action steps. Chances are it is our communication with them that is causing that splintering of trust, that splintering of vulnerability. It is very vulnerable to receive anything from anyone it feels as though um, a piece of us needs to fall away in order to receive something new, right? And very often when we're working with our clients, this is very true. In order for our client to be open to receiving what it is we're offering them, they have to shift a belief system that has been telling them that they need to operate in one way and have been operating in that way their entirety of their life quite often. So how open are they to receiving your advice? How open are they to receiving alternate perspectives to the scenarios they're finding themselves in or the beliefs that they're carrying with them that are impacting the decisions that they're making? How open are they to receiving uh, alternatives to the way that they're interacting with their environment or the way that they're thinking about the scenario that they're finding themselves in over and over and over again? When we offer these alternatives, when we offer action steps, when we offer pieces of feedback, it is so crucially important that you recognize when you are opening up a conversation around offering that will require them to receive versus entering into that conversation from the perspective of, I'm going to fix this, I'm going to teach you, I'm going to control this outcome, I'm going to control the way that this is moving forward so we can get you to your goal. Okay, so in the first lens, when we open up a space to offer new perspectives, 
We're showing them that it's safe to receive because we're not forcing them to receive. It's safe to receive because we're not forcing them to believe what we believe. We are simply inquiring and creating conversation around what it is that they're experiencing. On the other hand, where most coaches operate, when a, when a client comes to us with a problem or they're feeling like they're falling into victim mentality, things aren't going the way that they want, etc., and we try and fix it immediately or teach them something that we think they need to know in order to motivate them to want to do the thing, they're feeling like we're advancing towards them. They're feeling like we're pushing onto them a new belief or a new way of being, a new way of operating in their life. And even though, yes, they've paid us to be a guide for them, they'll immediately resist that and they'll be closed off to receiving simply because that advancement energetically feels quite threatening to the, to the subconscious mind. Okay, it feels as though we're trying to change them and of course the mind is programmed to protect them. So when you're thinking about the work that you're doing with your clients and how open they are to receiving what it is you're offering them, I really encourage you to explore how are you creating that space to offer something to the table? What are you putting on the table and how are you putting it on the table? Are you putting something on the table that feels safe to pick up? Or are you putting something on the table that feels threatening, that feels like too much, okay? So this is a reflective exercise for you. I want you to take some time and, and think about your client sessions. When you offer a piece of advice, how is it received? When you try and fix a problem, how is that received? Have you explored the idea of instead of fixing a problem, sitting in the struggle with them and exploring new perspectives around why they're struggling, how they're struggling, what that could mean for them, where they learned that this was their interpretation of struggle, etc. Right? And how can we, through that lens, reprogram our clients to feel safe to pick up what it is we're putting down? The third aspect to communication that's very rarely spoken into is actually tonality. I talk about this with my students a lot. How do we say the hard thing without pushing our clients away? There's this belief that when we say hard things or things that we interpret will be hard for them to hear, like some sort of typical tough love statement or trying to like give them a wake up call or, or anything along those lines, it's our perception that that's going to feel threatening and it's gonna want them to retreat. But that's not true. The words we say are not as important as how we're saying it. Is there compassion in your tonality? Is there understanding in your tonality? What are the words you're using to share with them what it is that you're seeing? When we feel compelled to give a client a wake-up call or to try and motivate them or to give them a bit of tough love just to get them going, this isn't wrong, but oftentimes how we approach it is through quite an aggressive lens. Even if we feel like we aren't being aggressive, in air quotes, our tonality is a very unconscious thing that happens automatically and is usually linked to our own underlying beliefs about what we think they should be able to do. So if we think that the reason why they're stuck is ridiculous, 
that's going to come through in our tonality. If we think that the reason why they're not doing what they should be doing is blasphemy or is frustrating or is like incomprehensible, why are you paying me if you're not going to do the things I'm telling you to do, that sort of mentality, that energy is going to come through in your tonality. It is absolutely going to. So before you enter into difficult conversations like that, you really need to take time and reflect back. What are your beliefs about this person? What assumptions are you making that could be incorrect about them? Right? Are you assuming that they don't really want this? Are you assuming that they're resisting you because they don't believe what, you, what you're telling them? Are they resisting you because they don't trust you? Are they actually not ready to change and they're taking up all of your time and it's not feeling fair and now you're, you're judging them because of that? You're getting annoyed with them because of that, right? Or are you entering into this conversation without any assumptions? Are you entering into this conversation from a place of, I don't know the whole story. I don't know what they're thinking. I don't know what they're going through. I don't know what's conditioned them in their life to be behaving in this way, let me figure that out. Let me open up a dialogue about this. Let me open up space for them to explore this with me. When we enter into the conversation from that place, now your tonality automatically changes from aggressive to compassionate, from frustrated to empathetic, from unsafe or threatening to a safe, open, vulnerable space where they feel like they can actually explore with you. Which leads me into the fourth piece of this, which is what space are you really opening up for them? What does that space feel like? When they're in conversation with you, what is the energy in the room? Do they feel grounded or do they feel like the ground is breaking away beneath them and they need to tread water just to keep their head above? What space are you opening up for them? When they're in conversation with you, do they feel as though they can be fully open and transparent? Do they feel as though they cannot know an answer and still progress with you? Do they feel as though they cannot progress that week and be okay knowing and trusting in, that, in the journey that you're holding them through? Or is the space you're opening up for them turbulent? Is the space you're opening up for them rushed with an undertone of needing to get them where they want to go faster because that validates you? What does that space feel like? Are you normalizing struggle? Are you normalizing the fact that they don't have to have it figured out 100% of the time? What space are you opening up? How does that energy feel? What is it to be like in relationship with you. Think about that. Put yourself in your client's shoes. What is it like to be in relationship with you? How would that feel if roles were reversed and you were your mentor and you were the one struggling with the things that your clients are struggling with? If roles were reversed, explore this. Get honest with yourself. Would you want you as your coach? When you can get honest with yourself about that, everything can change. You can open up deeper conversations simply because the way you're communicating about the things that everyone needs to be able to communicate with is going to shift. It's going to shift from an egoic, aggressive, threatening state into one of full transparency and openness simply because 
of how open they are to receiving what it is you're putting down, how trusting they are in you and how you're guiding them because of the tonality you approach the most difficult conversations with and because of the energy inside of the relationship that you're fostering. This can change everything for you. This can change everything, the trajectory of your client's journey. It, it has the power to allow you to feel grounded instead of rushed, to feel empowered instead of like you need to prove yourself. It can allow you to release so much pressure off of how you're performing as a coach simply because the way you communicate supports the work that you're doing. It supports the vision you have for your clients and it supports you inside of your role. The way you communicate has the power to rewrite your role as a coach. There's so much potential inside of this for you and I really challenge you no matter how triggering it may feel or how threatening it may feel to really look at how you're talking, the words you're using, the tonality behind the vibration of your voice and how everything you're saying is being received. If you can look at it with true honesty, it will give you the ability to make changes inside of your approach that goes so much further beyond any strategies, any tactics, any further education that you could possibly sign up for simply because what your clients need, you already have. It's just the way you bring it forward inside of the work that you're doing with them that needs to shift in order to make it more potent, more powerful, and more revolutionary for the work that they need to be able to do on themselves. Thank you so much for listening in. If you enjoyed what you heard and you want more, I'd love if you'd subscribe to my show wherever you get your podcasts. Good karma points for also leaving a review while you're at it. And lastly, if you're looking to dive even deeper, you'll find a ton of free workshops, mini trainings, and the details on my mentorship program, Trigger Mapping, over at laurapobrin.com. See you next time.